0: The Marching Roundtable is an official media partner of Drum Corps International.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Digital Performance Gear, found at digitalperformancegear.com.
0: When I went through band, we would think, oh, you guys, you're about to go do an 8-minute, 10-minute show. You guys just need to go run for the next 8 to 10 minutes before rehearsal to get in shape. That's not it at all. Marching band is not all about cardio. There's a lot more to it than that. That's
1: physical therapist, Dr. Elliot Cleveland, who returns to talk about six common mistakes that band directors make when training their groups through conditioning and warm-ups. These are mistakes you can easily avoid with your group to help them move better, avoid injury, and perform at their highest level.
0: If you wait until the season's already begun, you're too late. So to grow, truly develop muscle and develop endurance and develop the cardiovascular um, attributes that you need. It takes six to eight weeks.
1: A conditioning program must be consistent and takes time. Learn how to do this and what mistakes to avoid on this podcast with Dr. Elliot Cleveland on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by Digital Performance Gear, found at digitalperformancegear.com. Digital Performance Gear provides innovative choices for uniforms, flags, props, floors, and more for the pageantry arts. They are dedicated to providing the highest level of customer experience, from design through production and to delivery. Using all digital print methods, the possibilities are endless when it comes to designing for your conceptual needs, DPG Apparel enhances their offerings through an exciting line of decorated apparel items and accessories using the latest technologies in digital printing, screen printing, and embroidery. Digital Performance Gear wants to change the way the industry looks, and they want the industry to look like whatever you imagine. Check them out at digitalperformancegear.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Marching Roundtable podcast. This is Tim Hinton, and I'm so happy to be talking again to Elliot Cleveland, physical therapist and drumline instructor extraordinaire. Elliot, how are you?
0: I am doing good, Tim.
1: So we already did a podcast where you talked about how you had you were a drumline instructor at Wando High School. You're also um, now a physical therapist and you had helped them create a warm-up and conditioning and stretching program that made a huge difference and the ability of their students to perform and not get hurt, all that stuff. So kudos to you for making that happen.
0: Thank you. It's been a journey over a couple of years.
1: So I know people are going to want to hear this because you said that you told me there were six common mistakes that bands make, band directors make, programs make when they're training their students. When you're talking about training, you mean like getting them physically ready?
0: Yes. Um, Training or stretching beforehand, um, just six mistakes that i've seen in the past few years uh stuck out to me that said wait we can we can stop we can hit the pause button and we can fix that before any damage is done or any time is wasted on the marching field
1: man i love all of that i don't nobody wants to waste time who has an extra minute <laughs> yeah i love it all right so what's the first common mistake that you would tell somebody
0: so number one is that as band staff and directors, we need to get out of static stretching before rehearsal. By static stretching, I mean sitting there cranking on your hamstrings or having your drum majors take the band through stretches, just sitting down and doing like the butterfly stretch. Um, Whatever it is that you guys do that's not getting you ramped up for activity is probably setting you back. So For one example, a lot of research was done on static stretching. And in people's calves, if they did like the little buddy stretch where people kind of go toe-to-toe stretching out their calves, that actually decreased muscle power for the next two hours and muscle strength. Wow! So your rehearsal is about two hours. All of a sudden, you just stretched out your calves before rehearsal, and now you're actually making your students worse than they would have been had you not sat there and stretched at all. So you may be thinking, okay, if I'm not going to do this stretch, what do I need to do with the kids? You need to do what is called dynamic stretching, which is something where you to use movement to go through the range of motion in your joints, and you use movement to engage your muscles and get blood flow to them, get them warmed up, rather than sitting there and cranking on them.
1: So you, you're, you do this. You get them prepared and stretched out through movement rather than being static in place.
0: Correct. So it starts with what we've done at Wando, it starts slow. So we do very slow movements. Um, and then we have a very thought out progression to get them moving quickly by the end of it. So if it, at first you roll up and see us, you're like, those guys are just walking around, kind of tucking their knees up. But by the end of that, 12 minutes or so those kids are doing some more advanced stuff. That's getting their heart rate up, um, getting their feet moving just as fast as they will. Once they start marching and hit the downbeat of the show.
1: Right. And the last thing you want to do is just step out on the field and start going, you know, you got to get your body ready. Okay. So static stretching, big mistake. Number one, what's another mistake?
0: Too much running. When I went through, um, band, We would think, oh, you guys, you're about to go do an 8-minute, 10-minute show. You guys just need to go run for the next 8 to 10 minutes before rehearsal to get in shape. That's not it at all. Marching band is not all about cardio. There's a lot more to it than that. You have to have balance. You have to be able to pass energy from one leg to the next with control. You have to have muscle endurance, not necessarily muscle strength. Some instruments do require true strength but the endurance of your body to hold certain postures for that eight minutes. And you may be thinking, well, that's what we were doing with the running for eight to ten minutes. Running is a skill. If you do not currently possess the skill of running, if, as say a band director, you're not a sprinter or a marathon runner, you probably don't need to be sending your kids out to just run. They need to learn how to properly run, or else they're going to be at a higher risk of actually getting injured. With cardio, you also need to do more in interval training rather than just long endurance running. Because you talk about the progression of a show, the opener's at one tempo. There's several holds in it where you stop moving completely. You get to the ballot, that's a totally different tempo. That's a lot slower. You don't need quite as much true running in that. And then you ramp it up for the closer. So it's not just a steady state cardio activity.
1: Man, I am loving this. That is great advice. All right. So interval training is, is where you like you run fast for a while, then you go slower then you run or from the treadmill. You go really hard and then you go, you walk for a while. So you're, you're mixing up the mm-hmm. intensity.
0: Yeah. So a real basic version is go sprint for 30 seconds, then walk for 30 seconds. Do that four times. Right. All of a sudden you've done four minutes of a workout. Um, and you're already getting prepped more for what you would do during a show.
1: Yeah, Really smart. Okay, so I can take care of both those things. What else am I going to (laughs) fix?
0: A lot of what we do if it's not running is push-ups and planks, maybe some squats. I doubt it. Most bands aren't doing those very often. So you take push-ups and planks. If those are the two staples to your exercise routine, you're creating muscle imbalances. So mistake number three is teaching muscle imbalances. How many push-ups, Tim, did you do during your marching days?
1: Um, well, that depends on if you're talking about push-ups as punishment for bad performance. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
0: never a fan of it. Was, I was hesitant to say a lot. Oh, but... I've got a whole blog on that. You need to check it
1: out. <laughs> I will definitely check that out.
0: Wait, wait, where's your blog? Um, it's on marchinghealth.com. That was my second blog, and it was huge. It was why your band should not do push-ups.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, everybody needs to go check that out, marchinghealth.com. But anyway, I do know that band directors love to ask their kids to do push-ups because I think that's sort of like, I don't know, like layman's idea of what exercise is.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean, that's a perfect explanation. So with a push-up, if, you, if you're doing them correctly, which most band kids are not, right. you're actually working the part of your pec muscles that you don't even use while holding your horn up. (laughs) So there's two parts to your pec muscles. And push-ups don't even touch the part that you need. Second off, if you're strengthening your pecs and you're not doing anything for the muscles for your shoulder blades on the backside there, then you're actually pulling your shoulders forward and going pulling your muscles into rounded, hunched-over posture, Mm. which is going to put you at risk for shoulder injury And it's also going to decrease the amount of air that you can inhale. So you're teaching these muscle imbalances that are going to limit the oxygen intake of your students during their show.
1: Wow. You you must be like a, are you a physical therapist or something, Elliot? (laughs) Come on, man. Like this is good stuff. That's, that makes perfect sense to me.
0: I, I love it. Okay. So that's number three. Number four is poor exercise dosage. So just like your medicines need to be prescribed in certain amounts, so do exercises. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is that exercise is the best medicine. Well, you need to be applying how many reps and how many sets you're going to do of something towards your end goal. So I said earlier, muscle strength in the actual nature of what strength is is not what most band kids need. Yes, there are probably some... Heavier instruments that require true strength to hold up, but most of it is endurance. So, if we're talking about developing muscle strength, that means low repetitions and high weight. That's not something that you need on the marching band field. That's something that a lot of band directors do, though. They say, Hey, go do 10 pushups, or go do five pushups, or go do a low number kind of in between reps that really isn't developing what you want. You want to develop muscle endurance. We're talking about being able to do 25 to 30 reps of an exercise, not a low number, and doing multiple sets. So one of my typical doses would be to do squats. Since you really need your glutes, your hamstrings, and your quads, you need to be doing two sets of about 25 of those to really get full muscle endurance, um, just for starters.
1: Yeah. So they, you would need to learn not only what exercises to do, but how much to do of them is what you're saying. Correct. For what your needs are. Mm -hmm. So that's, Um, that's why bands need somebody like yourself who has this training to help us figure that out.
0: Right. So everything that I'm doing with the plan that we developed, um, is based on doing longer repetition or longer amounts of exercises. Um, and it's based on which muscle groups we need to truly target. So um, that's something that's kind of built into what I'm doing. And hopefully with some of the tidbits that we're going over, other bands can take from that.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense too. Okay, good. I'm liking everything I'm hearing so far.
0: <laughs> um, number five out of six is that bands are inconsistent. I call it consistently inconsistent. Mm. So <laughs> you get... I typically see one of two variations. One is I've heard of bands spending their first hour of rehearsal doing physical conditioning, which is total overkill for what your kids need. If you're spending even if you're spending more than 20 minutes, you're really doing too much in comparison to the amount of time you need to be practicing marching. Now the opposite is if you're not spending any time you gotta get up and start doing something because your kids are gonna fall apart immediately. Um, and then along with that, if you wait until the season's already begun, you're too late. So to grow, truly develop muscle and develop endurance and develop the cardiovascular, um, attributes that you need, it takes six to eight weeks. So the first six to eight, six to eight weeks of any workout program, is actually just your brain restructuring your body, telling it, hey, we're, we're working again. These muscles need to wake up. It takes six to eight weeks for your muscles to actually get strong.
1: Well, right. And I would say another part of being inconsistent, I'm assuming, is, you know, like doing it every now and then or only once mm-hmm. a week or something like it needs to be. Um, and we all know that, you know, you're, you have to be physical regularly.
0: Right. If you're doing it once a week, sometimes even twice a week, that's more of just maintaining what you already have. And these kids come into band camp not usually having very much. They've spent most of the summer on the couch or behind their video games. Uh, so you need to be hitting the exercise routine about three times a week to really get benefits out of it.
1: Right, And not waiting until you show up at band camp or, you know. And what's interesting, too, is I think that I would be afraid that this kind of conditioning program, regular work with your band, you know, it it also would have the danger of falling away as the season intensifies, sort of like basics can be let go Mm -hmm. because, oh, we just got to get more drill in the field. But, you know, as we all know that those basics and this basic exercise pays off in dividends if you maintain it. Uh, it's a hard sell sometimes when they get, they get frantic. You know how that is.
0: Yeah. They got to, got to stick with the basics throughout. Yeah. Um, and really think of a physical program as an adjunct to your basics. You got to have both and you got to stick with both for the long haul.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got to stick with it because it's going to pay off. Love it. All right. Good.
0: We got one more common mistake. One more final one is putting the wrong person in charge. So this was the mistake that we made when I was in high school is I had gone through it and I'd actually learned a few of these errors that am um, teaching, but my um, instructors tended to put the drum majors in charge because the drum majors were the head of the band. Sometimes the drum majors aren't the kid that needs to be running that. They aren't the kid that's the, not necessarily the most athletic one, but the most knowledgeable one and able to Lead a group warm-up. So um, we talked in our last podcast about everything that I've done has equipped the students at Wando to be able to run it on their own. We have to have the right kids in place to do that. I can't just ask anyone to do it. It's got to be very specific in mind. Poor leadership, I say, always equals poor, poor results. And you can only give what you have. So if that student doesn't have the physical tools or the knowledge base, they don't need to be the ones that are giving that out to the rest of the band.
1: Yeah. And you spent some time training. You said you've told, you know, you mentioned that you went and worked with some bands and you would spend part of the time with their um, like officers or leadership or whatever to Mm -hmm. get them prepared to help then implement this later. Right.
0: Right. Usually about half of the time that I spend consulting is with the staff and leadership, not the full band. Um, And actually, this past weekend, I was down with Equinox Percussion in Atlanta, Georgia, and I spent about three hours with their visual caption head because I knew he was the person that would be the one who needed this the most, not spending tons of time in front of the ensemble. Um, putting the right person in place that can implement this the most effectively might be the most important aspect of it.
1: Wow. It makes a lot of sense. Somebody that not only knows what to do, but is also sort of passionate about it perhaps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. All right. So, the, so man, I love finding out things I can do, things I can fix and do better and differently. So these are all really, really helpful. Um, so which, you mentioned that that last one might be the most important, but which one is the probably the most common one that you see the most? The stretching one?
0: Yes. If you're going to make one change with your band right now, that's the one that you need to change. You need to get on a dynamic stretch routine and cut out static stretching.
1: Right. And, of course, they can contact you, uh, go to marchinghealth.com if they want to get some information about that, you know, or find a physical therapist or somebody, you know, a Mm -hmm. physical trainer, personal trainer, whatever, in your area. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just don't just guess. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Get,
0: Get the right information. Yeah, because
1: Um, I mean, if you're going to commit to spending time with your band, getting them in shape and conditioning them so they can be more successful and not get hurt, you need to make mm -hmm. sure you're doing it the right way.
0: Yeah. And I release tons of free, (laughs) excuse me, tons of free videos on my Facebook and my Instagram and my Twitter pages. Um, So if you're looking for ideas, jump there. I literally have starter workouts is what I call them. And there's several of those on there for people who are just looking for where do I start?
1: Cool. Wow. So they just search for Marching Health on all those things?
0: Mm-hmm. Search for Marching Health on Facebook, at Marching Health on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and all those ideas are out there, the content's out there, and they can shoot me a message if they want further content. So it's not 100% out there by any means, but the place to start is by getting on those pages and um, checking out the content that's already released
1: Fantastic. Elliot, thank you so much for doing that. Everybody, check those out. Um, Get, you know, learn, get your students learning. Uh, It's awesome. Thanks for doing this work for the marching arts and all the marching community. I think it's really terrific.
0: Thank you very much, Tim. This is just my passion, and it's the way that I can give back in the most effective and helpful manner for everyone. So I'm really fortunate to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, it's great. So anything you want to say in closing?
0: No, just contact me if you need any help with that. I love to reach out to bands, um, and I love to just continue to get to know people in the marching arts community.
1: Well, that's great. Well, I love that you're doing it, so thanks for talking to me.
0: Thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate you having me.
1: Find other podcasts on these topics, like health and training, in our podcast archives at marchingroundtable.com. You can search there by category, or just put a word into the search bar. While at the website, sign up for a free VIP membership then you'll receive our bi-weekly newsletter and be notified about upcoming podcast releases and guests. And look for the Marching Roundtable on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, Digital Performance Gear. DPG can be found at DigitalPerformancegear.com. And we hope to support our podcast on our Patreon page. Anyone who gives even $2 a month will receive a special weekly podcast with me, Tim Hinton, and John Bogenschutz of Tone Deaf Comics. Find out more at patreon.com slash marchingroundtable. We appreciate your support. And we encourage you to continue learning and making yourself more valuable at marchingartseducation.com. Thanks to Elliot for joining us on this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should consider sponsoring an episode of the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach. And with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at MarchingRoundtable.com or email Tim at Tim at MarchingRoundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast. Thanks.